today. Be great to welcome Stephen back again for um, Thursday Finance. And uh, Stephen, we've got um, we've got we can talk about financial New Year's resolutions today. Is that right? Yeah, it's a good time to talk about financial it New Year's resolutions. Certainly is. Stephen Pritchard back after well, it's been a summer. A month. I hope it's been a good summer. A bit on a month. A whole month. It's been quite hot too most of the time. It has indeed. So how about the market? Has it been hot as well? Uh, the market's been been okay, a bit all over the place. A um, few down days, lots of uh, red ink on a few down days, a few days that were okay, but no real good days, I think. Um, in the commodities, the, the gold's up um, last week by uh, $11.99. An ounce to $1,804 an ounce Australian. Uh, copper is up 1.71% to 8430 And the crude oil price was down uh, 59 cents to $85.10. So the crude oil price was, just before we went on our break, was $78.54. So the crude oil price has gone about $7 over the, over the Christmas break. Up? Mm. Okay. Uh, but it was down at the beginning of the Christmas break, so maybe it's... It was, uh, it was going down, but it's increased since then. Yeah. It's what's known as a correction. Um, the, <laughs> and maybe. No, it's gone up. It's not a correction. Yeah, okay. Oh, things only a correction when they go down, are Yeah, they? it's a correction when it goes down. <laughs> that's to say, that's so you don't say fall. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so the US dollar, um, the Australian currency has been increasing. You know, it went down over the period, but slowly coming back up. Um, the US dollar, um, we're uh, 72.48 cents to the US dollar today, which is up about one half cents on the week, which is quite a large rise. Mm-hmm. Um, the Great British Pound, we're, we're up um, 55.26 uh, pence, and, and we're up uh, almost uh, one pence, which one's, which one's against her. Do you think that's got something to do with the um, confusion over Brexit at the moment? Oh, confusion's the right word. Oh, yeah. um, confusion's the right word. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going on. There's no deal or deal, but, but the UK said, well, if there's no deal, we're just going to put our borders borders up, play. straight up, yep. and no Euro people are going to be allowed in. Gosh, there'll be walls everywhere, won't there? There'll be walls the everywhere. Well, they don't need walls in the UK, do they? Uh, not around the edges. No. <laughs> um, and the New Zealand dollar, uh, we're up against that to $1.05. And the Euro, the Euro, we're up against that to 0.63.1, Euro cents. Mm-hmm. And the Canadian dollar, we're also up against that to 95.3 Canadian cents. So the Australian mm. currency is strengthened against all the major currencies, so it's cheaper to go overseas. Okay. <laughs> and there's quite some cheap airfares to um, Hawaii at the moment. I've seen them return for 720 Australian. Oh, I see. So if you're not here next week, we'll know where you are. No, I'm not going. I just, <laughs> I just, I just thought it was um, interesting. It was yeah, interesting yeah. how the cheap the fares were. Yeah, that's pretty cheap for getting to part of the United States. To too. Hawaii in return. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. you know. Yeah. It wasn't so long ago. That's what it costs to go to Perth. Yeah, well, yes. Right. <laughs> Let's hope that's um, been yeah. corrected for um, a long time. Well, it uh, depends whether you, which class you fly. We've got to fly cattle class, unlike you. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the All Ordinaries. Yeah. Um, the All Ordinaries was um, the Ordinaries was up 20.6 on the week to 5,951, so still below that 6,000. Uh, the S&P 500 was, was up 38.7 points to 2,681. Uh, UK FTSE was... Um, what's happened here? Yeah, well, that's another indication as yeah, to yeah, what's happening with the... Yeah, the UK FTSE was, was 6,941, which was up 122.7. That's who it's gone up. Yeah, the confidence. UK market's going okay. up. And the Hang, Seng, the Hang Seng, which is Hong Kong, was up 521 points to 27,642. So basically all the major indexers around the world are up. Okay. But the market in the UK doesn't seem to be too concerned about the... The possible Brexit. The possible, <laughs> oh, they're going to exit. Oh, they are, right? They're going to exit. Well, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a referendum and the people said they want to exit. Mm. But there is talk of a second referendum after all. Uh, it's almost too late, isn't it? Well, who knows? <laughs> Let's see. Anything's possible, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, okay. So what about stocks held stocks, locally? Um, stocks held locally, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, BHP was up $1.98 a week to 34.6. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBA was down at dollar twenty-seven to seventy-one point two four. NIB NIB was down two cents to five twenty-seven, and Telstra was up twenty-four cents on that was surprising. Twenty-four cents up on the week to three dollars and nineteen. There goes it's well over the three dollars then. Bit of oh, a buffer. Yeah. Bit uh-huh. of a buffer. Yeah, yeah, bit of a buffer. Well, yep. you know, last week it was two ninety five. Mm. So, mm. Okay. Um, probably because um, TPG said that they're not going to build their their network now, mm. um, and fuel prices. Um, Newcastle is dollar twenty four point four a litre. Sydney's a dollar twenty five point nine, so pretty much the same. Uh, diesel price in Newcastle dollar forty four point four, and in Sydney a dollar thirty eight point nine. So, franking credits. So, one of the big things that's 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 coming out, and is now people are starting to realise the impact of it, is the uh, proposal by the Labor government or the Labor the Labor Party to end cash franking credit refunds. So, uh, there, there's a lot of confusion over this and talk about negative taxation and and, and all sorts of things that are, that are really just complete nonsense. Okay. And, and what what frank what the effect of a franking credit does is the franking credit acts as a withholding tax. So when when you receive the dividend, the franking credit's attached to the dividend. It's exactly the same as when you go and work for something, someone, the employer takes some, pays you go instalments out, and when you do your tax return, you put in the gross income plus the tax instalments. With the franking credits, you put in your dividend received plus the franking credits. It's not negative taxation, it's a withholding tax. So we need to get that. It works exactly the same as you pay as you go instalments for salary and wages. Now, by, by taking away the credits, um, a lot of people are going to be significantly disadvantaged. Now, um, particularly the lower income people, because the majority of the credit, the refundable credits, go to lower income people. So, if you're on, if you're on your salary of, if you've got other income of, and you're in the top marginal tax rate of forty eight percent, you get your franking credit at 30 percent, and then you pay your eighteen percent additional tax on that. So, the franking credits, uh, the dividends are taxed at the same rate as your marginal tax rate. The people who get the actual refunds are people who are below thirty percent tax rates, which in our practice, which I'm sure is across the board, tend to be lower income earners, people who may be on receipt of some kind of pension and have put, you know, a few dollars away 
for their retirement or to top up their pension, and they're the ones who are going to get the franking credits. Now, what they're proposing to say to, to solve that problem is that people who are receiving the pension on a certain day will be exempt from the new rules, but if you apply the next day, you're not going to be. So I think that you know, that's just completely unfair and inequitable. And the other big thing that's unfair about it, and, and they, you know, they, they can't even address this, how this is fair, if you run a self-managed superannuation fund and if you've got two people with exactly the same investments, exactly the same pension, one's run as a self-managed uh, superannuation fund and it's got 500000 in shares, one's in a public offer fund in their equity portfolio and you've got a 500000 account balance, the person in the self-managed superannuation fund under the proposed new rules will get a return of 20000 but the person in the public offer fund will get a return of 28000 that doesn't seem right, does it? No, no it's not fair. Is that's that just because the they so lose the franking a, credits? The franking credits in the public offer fund can be applied to um, to uh, accumulation members, whereas in the self-managed super fund, you don't have these accumulation members. So, so effectively, just by the choice of your fund or the fund structure, you get a different tax outcome. Now, mm. you, know, you know, I've never heard it so ridiculous. Mm. Now, none of that gets addressed, mm. and it's all glossed over with these emotional terms about it's negative taxation and what everywhere else in the world does. Well, who, right, right, it's not negative taxation, it's a withholding tax, and who really cares what everywhere else in the world does? Right, we do care about ourselves. We do care about <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, then, you know, the major benefit of this is they're going to say we're going to reduce company tax rates well the only people who benefit by reduced company tax rates in australia with the way the franking credit system works are overseas investors oh really yeah because when you pay a dividend overseas if it's franked there's no tax further tax payable so if you reduce if you reduce the company tax rate the resident investors have lower franking credits to offset, but all that happens is the overseas investors get a bigger return. So, you know, the overseas investors are the people who benefit by a reduction in company tax rate, not the Australian investors. So perhaps we need to get one of those cheap airfares overseas. Perhaps we should all fly to Hawaii and become a non-resident. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people need to think very carefully and, and get someone to work out how much worse they're going to be off, particularly those people in the lower income brackets are going to be the ones who are mostly worse off. Okay. Now, just before we leave that topic... Um, quite often people who don't have much income have been able to apply for a credit and they've had a refund from the franking credit. Yep, that's right. Is that right? And because it's a withholding tax. Right. So the, and, and so you paid it already or it's come that's, off. Yep. So will that no longer apply? That will no longer apply. Okay. So if you're, if you're on the pension... Mm. Uh, after us, if you're on the pension up to a certain date, you will still be able to apply and get the franking credits back. If you're not on the pension, that's it. You won't get those 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 those, those franking credits back. And um, if you go on the pension after a certain date, um, you won't get the franking credits back either. So those people who have put a bit of money aside and aren't receipt of the pension. Um, you know, they might have a rental property or two rental properties or a bit in super and a bit outside of super and aren't entitled to the government pension. Um, I've seen some numbers that people who are just on the borderline are going to lose effectively $8,000 a year. Okay. So it's the, it's the lower end of the people, the poorer people who are going to be worse off. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, in the meantime, we mentioned TPG earlier. And, yeah, uh, TPG, TPG's been trying to merge with Hutchison mm-hmm. um, and, and, and combine the Hutchison, um, which is the Vodafone um, mobile network, with TPG's proposed mobile network. The ACCC says it's got concerns about the proposed merger listing competition because there'll only be three mobile networks instead of the proposed four. Well, TPG this week's come out and said, well, you know, we're no longer going to build the mobile network. So um, that takes out, well, I, I suspect what TPG is hoping that the ACCC says is that the, the competition issue will now disappear in respect to the mobile network because TPG said they're only going to build, they're not going to build anymore. Okay. So, so are they likely to get what they want there? Well, who knows? I mean, who knows what the ACCC is going to turn around and say. But you, you wouldn't have thought Australia would be big enough to support four mobile networks. <laughs> you probably wouldn't, would no, you? No, yeah. <laughs> okay. We've seen this before where it's a relatively small market. There's lots of capital investment in these mobile networks. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's all very well saying you've got competition, but if you can't make any money, your competition will eventually just disappear. I would have thought you're better off having three strong players than four weak ones. Mm, So it looks as though that's the way we're staying then at this point. Yeah, well, we'll see what the ACCC has to make a determination on the merger someday down the track. And Stephen Pritchard, our market update. Uh, Green Cross shareholder is uh, having something, their major shareholder is having something to say about the proposed takeover. Yeah, there's a proposed takeover of Green Cross, and Green Cross is the, um, uh, the Green Cross veterinarian business plus the pet barn. And the, 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 there's this major trend called the humanisation of pets, and Green Cross has set up, plus there's a couple other people to capitalise that. So people are people are treating their pets more like humans, and Green Cross, Green Cross reckons it costs something like $1,400 a year to keep your dog and $1,200 a year to keep your cat. So Green Cross is there assisting you to do that. So um, um, then the government's come along and offered $5.55 a share and the offers via a scheme of arrangement. Now, one of the major shareholders who, who, who owns 11% of the company said that they're not going to vote in favour of the scheme of arrangement and they've got to get 75% of people who attend the meeting to vote for it. So you've got 11% block um, who said they won't accept anything less than $7 and you need 75% of those who attend to um, vote for it. It's likely that the scheme of arrangement will be voted down, I would expect. Mm, Sounds like it, actually. So, you know, people who are looking to... to, to, get their $5.55, um, you might be better off thinking about selling on the market today for around the five fifty. Okay, yeah. so it's slightly less on the market. Slightly less on stage. the market, but you take out the the risk that the scheme of arrangement doesn't go ahead and the price falls back to where it was before. Okay, so it is Something in fact needs. elevated. Yeah, so it's, it went up about a dollar once the takeover offer came out. So you need to consider your personal facts and position and make a decision on that. Uh, okay. Now, AMP. And oh, poor AMP. Price. AMP uh, share price hit a, something like a 20-year low the other day um, and there's further concerns about the Haynes Royal Commission report. Which yeah, is which is coming out next week, is Coming it? out next week. Yeah, um, Monday. Monday, so it'll be interesting to see. There's all sorts of speculation that um, the vertical integration model that AMP runs will be banned. Mm. Um, that will take that, you know, that will take that will create a lot of issues across the 
various financial services firms, um, so AMPs just waiting there to see what will happen. I did think it was quite amusing that the report from the uh, from the Banking Royal Commission uh, won't be coming out until after the, the share market closes on Monday. Isn't oh, that'd right? be so expected. So it doesn't affect yeah, it. Yeah, Is that expected. a normal sort of thing? That'd to be do a normal thing. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. That would be a normal thing, and, and to be honest, that's really quite fair. I mean, it'd probably even be better to put it out on a Saturday. I would have thought. So that people have got people, a day everyone's also got to an get equal chance. Like yeah. you know, if you bring it out at eleven o'clock of a day the market's open, those people who've got access to all these information systems mm -hmm. have got far more advantage than the person who's sitting at home waiting to get the newspaper delivered the next day or online newspaper. So, yeah, so I think that's fair and even Saturday would, would, wouldn't be, a, mm. which is why Berkshire Hathaway always send their annual reports out on a Saturday. <laughs> Okay, so, so everyone's got an equal chance to... You can't rush off and sell whatever you... Well, you, you can't. <laughs> everyone's got an equal chance to have a look at it. Yeah, fair yep. enough. And okay, now, um, one of the things that is becoming more and more popular is is home delivery of food, and there are many ways of getting that done. Yeah, so Uber there's, there's, there's all one. these people who are now selling you... Um, I think one's called Marley Spoon. They'll sell you these complete meals delivered to home. Mm -hmm. So, or a week's supply that you cook up yourself. Mm -hmm. um, then there's another one called Hello Fresh, who you know they, you you order your chicken, buttered chicken or something, and they send you the chicken and the, the spices and whatever else to mix up and cook it yourself. And uh, of course, there's um, Light and Easy, which already sells prepared meals. So there's already these other people in the market. Um, if you've been to Coles and Woolworths lately, you'll notice that their section of pre-prepared meals um, seems to be growing, and they've got all sorts of goodies in there so um, particularly the uh, Woolworths at Mayfield that I've, I've been they seem to have a big range over there mm -hmm. um, so Coles has now gone to the one step and are going to partner with Uber Eats which is the Uber home delivery business and uh, are going to deliver these pre-prepared pre-prepared or ready to eat meals um, to your house so um so that's the delivery as well as... Yeah, so I assume they've got the same stuff in the supermarket. I really don't see how it's going to be that economic for people consuming them because, you know, they're only about... Those pre-prepared things are only about 12 or $13 anyhow. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to buy them, I suppose assume they're going to charge you eight dollars or something for delivery, so... Well, yes, I suppose they could well, couldn't they? Yeah. Just as easy to pick it up on the way home. Well, you'd think so, but maybe if yeah. it's hard to get out or it's hot. Oh, yeah, I can see it's got a pill for some people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it could well work. Yeah. And, and some, of those, some of those meals, I mean, I've only tried about one or two, mm -hmm. but some of them, there's a huge variety of them there. They're getting more and more and more variety of this stuff that's part-cooked or pre-cooked and mm. you just stick it in the oven or... Yes, yeah. and that's following on the proliferation we've had of, say, ready-made sauces or yep. ready-made mm. things that you cook mm. things in, mm. which have been around for quite a long time. It's hard to find fresh stuff sometimes, isn't it, to make what you want to make? Yeah, that, 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 that's right, but these stuff is more, far more sophisticated than the, the old TV dinner things that used to hear about it, particularly on the US shows. They weren't as common here, but yeah. And it certainly suits people who are time poor. Suits mm. people's time poor. Yeah. And we've all got so many things on. Now, retail and online retail. Um, online, online retail, Tempster and Webster claims that their sales grew 40% for the last half. Well, that's considerable. That's considerable, considering everyone else is saying that um, their sales have fallen. Mm -hmm. So uh, they've released some... Uh, 
earning before interest and tax and depreciation numbers, but but I don't take much store in those. So we, we need to find out what the real results come out when the when the, the actual profit comes out. So most retailers, online or in shop, yeah, have been saying not only in Australia, yeah. um, worldwide they've been saying their sales have been down. Have they indeed? Uh, okay. In Australia, well, they're blaming the um, in Australia. A lot of the retailers we're talking about the Christmas sales here are blaming this Black Friday thing that we seem to have inherited from the US. Yes. Uh, How do they work out Black Friday when it isn't the thirteenth? Um, I think it's got something to do with the Friday after Thanksgiving. Oh. Why should that be black? I don't know. No, it's very funny. I, I, I mean, I first heard of it in the US a few years ago, but it now seems to have been inherited. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It it's was like, with um, gusto. like Halloween. I mean, when I was a kid, you never. Hmm. And then when my son was a child, there was only a few people, but now that seems to be. Oh, people do love dressing up. Yeah. And, and going uh, around and getting free chocolates. And. <laughs> And having a reason to celebrate something that's... Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that either. No, no, I'm just yeah. saying that there's things coming across from overseas that... Yeah, yep, all fair. And John's rung in. And your question's on BHP shares, John. Hi, John. Hi, Steve. How you going, buddy? I'm good. Um, listen, I've got some um, BHP... Well, about 4,500, just over 4,500 um, shares in BHP. Mm-hmm. And uh, we usually get a dividend in March and September mm-hmm. of each year. But um, last week, we got, actually just the other day, we got a, a dividend payout of $6,500. Now, can you tell me what that was in relation to? Uh, that was a special dividend. Okay. So, so they, they offer they, 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 There was a special dividend BHP. Um, BHP announced they were going to pay after the buyback was completed, and mm-hmm. and and from memory, I think it was a dollar twenty US or something. So, which kind of sounds about right if you got six and a half thousand Australian, because it would have mm-hmm. converted a bit more than that. Yeah, so that's the special dividend. So you've got that as a kind of a bonus, and the normal dividend you'd expect. Um, you know, where well, the way things are currently going. Mm-hmm. Um, you would expect that the normal dividends would still be paid in the the normal way. Oh, okay. So you've got a six and a half thousand dollar bonus there. Bonus, yeah. yeah. I just, so I you can go and buy some of those before. cheap airfares and go off to Hawaii and spend it there if you like. <laughs> I don't think so, mate. I'm too busy working. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a six and a half thousand dollar bonus you weren't expecting. Okay. Oh, great, mate. Okay. Listen, the other question is, Steve. You don't know if BHP will turn around and. Uh, Use your dividends to buy more shares. Uh, would they do that shortly? Or uh, well, they just run this it? big buyback. I, I wouldn't have thought they. I wouldn't have thought there's any plans at the moment to buy any more shares back because they've, they've just run that big buyback that um, you could have yeah. participated in in uh, December. Um, right, I missed that. I was away. I was overseas then uh, when that happened. Okay. So what, what was that? Was that what was it all about, Steve? The, the, oh, the company just decided to buy some shares back. And um, you know you and had the, the option. Of, sell them, sell them. Yeah, you had the option of taking up the. You had the option of taking uh, the buyback up or not, and then mm. they determined how many people took the buyback up, announced the buyback price, cinched the money out, and um, subsequent to that, they paid the special dividend. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, bonus, then, isn't it? Yeah. In front. Six and a half thousand. You didn't expect to get. So yeah. No, exactly. It's better, better than a. <laughs> what's that? Poke in the eye with a button yeah. stick, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Gloria, thanks very much for asking me question. Thanks, Bye. mate. Thanks, John. Thanks for your call, 49216216. Now, Stephen, we've talked about, or we've said we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions of the financial kind. Yeah, so um, New Year's resolutions, lots of people make New Year's resolutions. Supposedly, someone's given me some stats here that 50% of people make New Year's resolutions. Do, do they? You, do you do that, Jane? I, I didn't this year, no. no. I never have, but anyhow. Supposedly 50% of people make New Year's resolutions, and I believe this bit, 90% of people give up on them. Yes. So I definitely yes. believe that. Yes. So you, you need to talk about our financial position. I mean, um, the first thing I think you need to think about is, um, particularly if you've run up things on your credit card to pay for Christmas, you need to go and open a Christmas club account that... Um, Ah, Christmas club account. Yeah. Work out what you spent last year. If you spent, you know, a thousand dollars on Christmas, that's only twenty dollars a week. That's uh, what, five cappuccinos or four cappuccinos. Are they getting up to four fifty now? So, so four or five cappuccinos, one cappuccino a day. Put that out. You'll have your thousand dollars for your Christmas next year. And it's probably worth thinking about not just presents, but also all the trimmings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you spend. Whatever yeah, it is your ham, your turkey, yeah, um, your salmon. Prawn, salmon, yeah, whatever you bought. You know, have an estimate. You're, you're right, it all adds up. It yes, all adds up. very you know, much you know, so. You know, yeah. You've got a few people over and the, the turkey costs $80 or something, the ham's $80 yeah. and you know, a few drinks. Okay, so first resolution, open some money, put it aside for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, you want to get rid of any credit card debt as fast as you can. Uh-huh. Um, you know, even small amounts when it's compounding up at maybe 21%. Um, you know, for $100 you've borrowed, at the end of the year you owe them 121 if you don't reduce it. Um, so you need to look at reducing your credit card debt. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things you need to look at is superannuation. Now's a good time to review your superannuation Uh Lots of people have multiple jobs. Look at consolidating those into one superannuation account, which will save you some fees. Um, you've got two small ones. You probably say almost the same amount of fees from one large one. Um, eliminate one level of fees. And when you do that, you might want to look at what um, insurance coverage you got there as well. Generally, taking out life insurance is cheapest done through a self uh, through a uh, superannuation fund. Mm-hmm. So consolidate your super, have a look if your insurance co- cover is what you need and go from there. Um, then invest, start an investment plan. Ah. Uh, um, we kind of say that people should start by saving 10% of their income. Um, so open a separate account. Um, preferably one that's got a passbook or not electronic access so it's harder to get to and arrange for your payroll person to put 10% of your salary in there. Ah, now that's a clever idea, isn't it? Get somebody else involved. Yeah, there's this economic (laughs) term which I was explaining to my son and one of the other juniors in the office called the marginal propensity consume, which basically means the more money you've got, the more you'll spend. So if you take 10% off the top, put that into a separate account that's more difficult to access, uh, you know, after a couple of weeks, you won't even notice it. And that's Thursday Finance for today. Thank you very much, Stephen Pritchard. Thanks, Jane. We'll be back next Thursday on 2NURFM.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.